Hello, welcome to <laughs> this confessional. My thoughts. My this is, I guess, like an audio journal. I uh, didn't think to do this until a few hours ago. I've, you know, listened to a lot of podcasts and a lot of good stuff, a lot of helpful stuff. Um, but in researching quitting smoking um, on Spotify, at least that that platform, which I love, um, I didn't see many episodes um, or content about quitting smoking. So um, I thought I would try to contribute. And um, I don't know, I, I thought it would be helpful for me to hear myself talk through some stuff. Um, and maybe it'll help someone out there. But uh, I have journaled pen to paper m years ago. Um, so now I'm going to try this. So excuse the dust and the lo-fi nature and maybe a little rambling, a few too many ums and you knows. Uh, I haven't done this before, but I'm going to try and uh, just, you know, see what happens. So, and, and I want to be respectful of anyone's time who may be listening. So I'll try not to ramble too, too much, but um, I don't have anything scripted out. So uh, I guess to try to get somewhere here, um, I, I should just say that I think, you know, day one, day two, day three, talking a bit about each day for, say, 30 days, they'll be more brief, but at least this first episode will be longer because I should probably dedicate some time to, you know, who I am and um, how I got here and just a little bit of my, I don't even know if this is a thing, but just like a my <laughs> smoker history, smoker profile. Um, and I guess parentheses before that, um, I quit around six o'clock on Thursday, two days ago. So it's Sunday now, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, I guess, is this day two or day three? You know, the end of a day doesn't count. The next day is Thursday, Friday. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, again, this is where the editing, I would probably cut this out. But anyways, let's just call it day two. I didn't get to day one straight away. Um, I was listening to a podcast, running a couple errands today, pulled over side of the road, searched around, and uh, didn't see a lot on smoking. So again, yeah, just going to try it here. So um, I I probably had, I okay, so probably had my first cigarettes in high school. I don't remember high school being much of a smoking era. Um taking a step back, I come on my dad's side from a family of smokers. There's my mom's side, the quieter, modest Czechoslovakian side, um, very, very nice people. Um, uh, I have an uncle that lives in Colorado. I have cousins um, from Bettendorf, Iowa, and uh, just nice people healthy people, mentally healthy people, um, very nice, very kind. And my dad's side, uh, 
fun, louder. You know, I remember my like the Christmas on my uh, my mom's grandma's and grandpa's house was a quieter affair, and then my uh, my grandma and grandpa on my dad's side and my dad's four sisters and I come from a family of four, um, loud talking, laughing, um, everyone smoking, um, haze of smoke up in the, I remember seeing smoke collecting up in the ceiling over the Thanksgiving dinner. My grandpa, who's a big guy sitting opposite me and he was a great storyteller, great joke teller, um, but he was kind of intimidating too. He was a big guy. He had rings under his eyes, um, and smoked three packs a day for God, 40, 50 years. Uh, and my grandma and grandpa lived to 89, uh, both smokers. They quit, uh, like around age 70. So don't want to get too into the weeds on the family history, but there's some for you. And, uh, and yeah, high school, I think some cigarettes, but really college. And uh, went to a city school, city university um, with not great weather and, uh, you know, bars, a lot of bars. Uh, we really didn't have fraternities. I, did, I went to like two fraternity parties. It was like house parties, but 90% bars and um, can smoke in the bars. So pool you know, Black Crows on the jukebox, Eric Clapton, Classic Rock, um, Blues Brothers soundtrack, Sam and Dave, um, just drinking beer, smoking cigarettes, playing pool, um, shoulder to shoulder in crowded bars, a lot of loud talking, stumbling around, overserved. Um, but the time of my life, loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, loved high, loved college way more than uh, high school, and uh, and then we and then after college, five years lived downtown Chicago in Lakeview, and um, you know bars. Uh, I'm a music junkie, and you know love live music, and always bumming smokes or having smokes, but a lot of bumming smokes, you know, in the back alley behind the the Vic or the Riv or whatever, and uh, just going to bars and smoking cigarettes. And uh, that's the way it was. Then we moved to Seattle for 10 years, and that was a golden era, uh, 97 to 2007. And uh, got married in 97, and um, my wife is amazing. She's a doll, a sweetheart. She cares immensely she's very she's more (laughs) i'm kind of the quieter one uh she is you know just has a very sparkly personality pretty um people love her i love her Uh, she's great but hates the smell of cigarettes and really busts my balls like with the smoking um and it doesn't happen often, and I do my best to contain the smell, but it's like you don't always have time, and you know, you spritz on like my son's Lacoste uh, uh, cologne, and 
you know, rub on some aftershave lotion and brush your teeth and swig a Listerine, chew gum, whatever, but it's still on your clothes and it seeps through. It's amazing. Um, but getting back to the history, so we were in Seattle for 10 years and not a lot of, I mean, some smoking, but super happy, hiking, outdoorsy, uh, got a road bike out there, a Le Mans. Um, not a big bike guy. I don't have any spandex. I'm more of like, you know, the cutters type from the movie Breaking Away, which I love. Um, trying to portray, you know, kind of an, you know, and maybe I'm like, no, I'm different. I'm more active. I'm not like sitting on the couch, uh, smoking cigarettes, smoking in my car, smoking in the morning. Yeah, I, I am a smoker. Um, I'm no different, no better, no worse. Get off it. <laughs> um, I, but yeah, always, I guess that's part of my rational, rationalizations over the years. Um, like Jeff Goldblum said in The Big Chill, can you go one day without a juicy rationalization? It's like, well, I've got the family history. Grandma and grandpa lived a nice long life and they were smokers. And uh, my aunts are not doing well physically and they're still smoking, almost smoking to death and smoking to wheelchairs. And I don't want to be that. Um, so staying active, playing paddle tennis the last six, seven winters and still after a match three sets in the winter and all that fresh air and exercise would still come home, not all the time, but occasionally and have one or two cigarettes like behind the garage on a winter's night, quiet. You know, I like the, the moon and the stars and the quietness and having a cigarette and looking at the neighbor's house to see if their windows are open and are they looking and can they smell and oh God, even saying it out loud, uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, so I guess Seattle, 97 to 2007, you know, not a lot, but there was some and more weed and red wine than anything and not tons, but, you know, can definitely consistent throughout the year with friends, never really alone, always kind of social. Um, and then we moved back to Chicago and, you know, life gets more expensive. The kids get older, teenage issues. Like it's easy when they're young, just like watch when you cross this road and picking them up, putting them in their car seat, telling them what to eat. It's like pretty easy looking back. Um, and you see young parents getting stressed over their, you know, first graders. It's like, boy, and then you get to social media and teenagers and college savings and you know god so there's more stress smoking and that's almost like before it was fun smoking rebellious smoking it's been more in my upper 40s um and 50 and now i'm 51 kind of anxiety stress fueled covid fueled smoking and it's like my god when is this going to end? I don't want to jog at the track and then smoke. It's like one step forward, two steps back. It's just, it gets old. It gets old. And we all reach our breaking point. And 
I'm at one and I'm at the 17th one, the one that I just, this is it. And you got to want it. And I do. And my wife has, you know, she would roll her eyes. Um, She would half believe me and want to believe me that I was quitting because I've said I've quit before and I quit in January for a month and I quit for like six weeks in March. Um, And it felt like I was done. Felt like two years not smoking for a month. And, uh, And then I saw the movie 1917 and like, May with uh, my our older son and uh, such a cool movie and the beginning where they're walking through the trenches, walking, 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 talking, and they're getting to the end and it's getting more crowded and they approach that like captain and I, I, I can picture the actor. He's such a good actor and he's getting in more stuff and bigger stuff. I don't know his name, but... Um, he's napping on a on a table, and they have to wake him uh, so that he can tell them where the opening is in the trench, the steps to get out on the dormant battlefield so they can begin their journey. And he wakes up, swings his feet around, gets and he t- and he whips a cigarette from behind his left ear and um, start smoking it. And I just thought he was cool and funny and it was a great scene and the other British soldiers were smoking and that was a trigger for me. Um, I think Pulp Fiction, John Travolta has been a trigger for me. Um, I bought a pack of American Spirits yellow pack from the Sitgo and had a smoke from behind the garage and, you know, May, June, July, now August, and uh, I don't know. It's just like, come on. It's, <laughs> I've been owned for too long, just owned by these fucking cigarettes and nicotine. So um, I am on day two or three, and um, I'll just talk a little bit about how, how I'm feeling and uh, we'll leave it at that. Sorry to ramble. Um, that's a bit about me. And uh, if you're trying to quit, uh, I'm pulling for you. It's not easy. Uh, so many people do it. And again, it seems easier in hindsight looking back. And I am, I have, I have grade school friends that I don't see that often. I see like one of the guys more than, you know, 90% more than the other guys. But um, we keep in touch and we see each other, you know, a couple times a year. But uh, one, two, three, four of the guys smoked more than me, twice as much as me. And they've all quit in the last year. So I'm the remaining one. It's like, wow, can't believe it. And here I have another cigarette and another one. Um, They're doing better job-wise, money-wise. A couple new construction houses and long careers. And I'm 
kind of struggling with my career and trying to get a new business off the ground, a side hustle. So I'm kind of juggling two unrelated careers right now, and it's stressful. And we're in the just kind of entering the college years, which is expensive. So it's more pressure on my wife. And this is not the way it was in my 20s and my 30s when things were easier and more carefree. Um, so that's why I'm smoking more. But I think I will be more a better version of myself, as they say. And, you know, we'll have more time to focus and less distractions with this, you know, limiting this addictive behavior living. So I've been reading and listening to addictions, addictive behavior. Um, I've been talking so long, I don't even know if I mentioned this, that I quit drinking last, yeah, last uh, November 4th. So, um, you know, a lot of introspection the last uh, year or two, a year in the approach and then a year within. And I'll say that uh, with the not drinking, which was way easier than quitting smoking, um, quitting 30 days, they say, is really you're just not doing something. It's like you're not buying Snickers bars for 30 days. I really didn't start to see connect dots, notice things about me, things occurring to me, peeling back the onion a little bit. Um, three, four months in, and even nine months in, it's like now the smoking, it's like this is, I don't want to say the last frontier on the physical, emotional, habitual side smoking is. Um, and then there's just productivity stuff that I want to work on. Um, being more productive, which is, you know, there's a lot of podcasts on that. Anyways, one thing at a time, one day at a time, and then don't break the chain. It feels good to keep the chain going. Um, so I'm not going to break this chain, and I hope you don't break your chain. Um, you know, you hear someone say, yeah, I haven't smoked for 18 months or 18 years or six months. It's like, wow. And that's the way I felt about drinking. And now when I tell people, yeah, I haven't, I haven't drank in 10 months. They're like, it seems like 10 years. If they're thinking about not drinking or not at all, it's just like, wow. And I thought that way about, you know, other numbers, hashtag five months, hashtag eight months on Instagram or whatever. Hey, two days, three days. That's where it starts. So that's where I'm at. And um, thanks for listening. And uh, have a good, healthy day. Bye. Crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch in the snow. Uh, I don't know if anyone's listening <laughs> to these, but... It is, uh, boy, like three months after um, the last uh, podcast um, that I recorded. <sighs> I just jogged in the forest preserve. It's icy. Um, 
so I lapsed back into smoking. Um, and I guess I just want to put down some thoughts on that. It is really amazing that you can go day after day after day. I mean, even going, if you're smoking even a little bit every day, um, you're feeling that daily pull, that addictive circular cycle where, you know, cigarette and then I don't want a cigarette and then it comes back at the end of the day or whatever. I was never really a, a daytime smoker, but I did for sure. Um, when I was, you know, smoking more, I guess. Um, and, uh, so I got sucked back in and I can't remember what the trigger was, but I think it was stress. Um, it's been stressful, uh, financially. We have, uh, a kid in college and one going into college next year and COVID hit and business w was down, you know, 75%. Um, so that was a factor I, I can't remember, but I felt guilty. I felt like I thought I beat this and then I got sucked down beneath the waters. Um, and then on my birthday, um, in December, I claimed to have had my last one and I didn't until, so it was the 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th. There, you know, now it's uh, like January, what is it? Like January 14th um, or 10th. I, yeah, too much oxygen to the brain and I haven't really looked at the news or anything. So I'm pleasantly out of touch. But um, seems like I, I'm out of it. Um, been like almost a month, which is like an eternity. And I guess this is maybe why people don't talk more about the nuances of, you know, why they quit or when they quit or the circumstances. Because if you're done, you just want to be done and like move on. And that's how I felt. Um, and then had a stressful conversation yesterday um, about taxes. And um, my wife is navigating a very complicated, complex, critical uh, career move. Um, changing uh, roles for the first time in a long time while we're entering the college years during a company um, acquisition, a big company acquisition. Um, so there's just a lot to navigate. And I, uh, I uh, you know, guilty as charged. So I had like five cigarettes yesterday, maybe four. And it's like, oh my God. Um, so I just threw the pack away. I, I dipped the pack into this stream, um, next to the jogging path and, uh, threw them in the garbage. So I just went for my typical kind of longer or just, you know, I don't even know what it is, the distance, but, um, felt great. And that's that. And I know that, uh, it felt great to be, it felt like an eternity that I didn't smoke for three, three weeks. And I want that feeling back. So I'm 
going to be not smoking going forward, but point is, you never know um, where a trigger can come from. And um, I've actually been, uh, I've probably listened to um, probably 60 hours. Uh, I mean, I wasn't raised this way, but 60 hours of uh, Buddhism, um, just on Spotify, there's a Canadian monk. I really like the way he sounds, what he has to say. And, um, and it, this is probably a whole nother podcast, but um, the way they approach, you know, suffering is pretty interesting. And it's not the stereotype Buddha sitting under a tree. It's not just namaste, you know, at a yoga studio. Um, there's, it's... Uh, just it's all psychology it's all you and your mind and um it really makes sense more sense to me um compared to you know the christian size but i'm not you know so i'm kind of in this east meets west um kind of stitching things together and uh you know it's like a <clears throat> i picture the uh the, uh, you know, wanting a cigarette or, you know, anything, a drink or, you know, I'm trying to watch less TV, the pull, it's like a wave out in the ocean, a big rising wave, not one of the waves crashing on the beach, but one of those swells. And, um, they say to, uh, diffuse, not refuse, let it diffuse. And I just pictured like, kind of like, at dusk, uh, a huge slow motion rising wave. And it's like, it's coming, it's coming. You know, you want that cigarette, that drink, whatever it is, um, buy that 17th handbag, um, reach into the bag of Doritos, whatever it is. And then it, you know, reaches its peak and then slowly, you know, goes down 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 the swell goes down and the feeling goes down and I've experienced that um mentally like watching the pull come and then go and that kind of works for me but it didn't yesterday um that wave was too high or something and uh guy in the surfboard went over the top and went flying over the other side and that might have been me but uh it's a beautiful day. It's great to be alive. I'm thankful for my lungs. Um, and, uh, you know, another day, another day to uh, try not to smoke. So that's all I got.